0: What's up guys, and welcome back to The Broccoli Roast. Today Yo. I'm joined by the co-host, Gone Awol.
1: I'm back from the East.
0: Ladies, I know you were worried. <laughs> He's back.
1: Last time we were online, I was incredibly sick. Actually, you were too. We were
0: both sick. Happy to report. So is
1: Feeling it. so much better. We've just gone for an amazing surf. The sun is out, second day of summer. It's so hot, it's
0: disgusting.
1: See, this is what I can't, uh, he's from Adelaide, and for those of you from Adelaide, you know Adelaide. It's hot, it's dry, and from like this time until March, April-ish, it's dry, the sun's out, it's beautiful. And we've got Adelaide weather today. It's not beautiful. Why though? Because it's so
0: hot and dry. It's hot,
1: the wind was pretty dry today.
0: I don't deal with this, I don't deal with the heat. Like I go to Bali, and mm-hmm. within a week, I'm deciding to get me out of here.
1: See, I love it. I feel like your skin's so much healthier. Okay, not in Adelaide, but Can't here, deal. a bit of humidity. Can't what are deal. we? What are we drinking?
0: Little mojos. Thanks, Mojo, for sending in some uh, mojo kombucha and filling up my fridge with cola. Actually, really good. This How is good my is the cola? Second
1: one, one for today. Yeah, <laughs> I feel a little bit indulgent.
0: So <laughs> like we're a little bit pissed. Cheers, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I forgot to say this episode, guys, is brought to you by. Um, Australia's Childhood Health Crisis. It doesn't sound very good, does it? It's brought to you by the health crisis. No, it's brought to you by the documentary. Right. The short documentary. Australia's Childhood Health Crisis. I've done it. I've been working on it this last month and uh, it's coming out next Sunday. So that's uh, the 9th of December, uh, 7 p.m. Sydney time. We're airing it for free on YouTube. So you have to subscribe to my YouTube channel to be able to um, get notified and see it.
1: Is it too early to give a plug? Because I actually <laughs> only know a little bit about what you're doing. Can you do a plug now? or Will I tell you about it? Yeah. Yeah. Or is it, or is it like an up and coming? No, no, you no, 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 it's definitely not. We've just been
0: looking at this <coughs> current status of, of kids' health in Australia.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not that good. Why so? In fact, it, it's I think it's a really deplorable. good topic. Let's go straight there. Yeah. What's, well, what's the state of healthcare when it comes to children?
0: One of the biggest things that's uh, sort of come up throughout all the discussions has been like mental health. Particularly, so mm. one in seven kids um, are affected by mental health challenges, wow. uh, which is quite prominent. I would actually say that it's much higher now with the uh, with social media presence and all this mm. sort of thing. That's mm-hmm. probably underreported. But they had one in ten, I think, or one in th- one in ten kids had self harmed. Wow! One in thirteen had committed suicide, and one third of those had attempted to commit suicide.
1: Huge. That's scary. It Do You know the stats on. Males, because I've done a little yeah. bit of work with the Movember Foundation mm. and Beyond Blue, and I know that the stats for men, but also teenagers, youth, kids—I yeah. don't know what age bracket we're talking—but zero to eighteen, the stats for kids mm. zero to eighteen with male health, and it's not just male health, but in that bracket is astronomically yeah. terrible. It is. I mean, depression, major depression, was higher in girls,
0: adolescent girls really? than boys. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, this is interesting because. Obviously, there must be a switch there mm. where as people we get into our 20s and 30s, you start to see <clears throat> males become more mm. affected by depression, I believe. Um, but if you look at the differences in like ADHD was huge. I mean, only 5% of girls, under 5% of girls have ADHD and 10% of boys, so like double. double. One in wow. 10 boys, one in less than one in 20 girls.
1: How did you... What's your interest behind this? Because this is like... I know it's within the vein of what you're doing, but... Mm. Kids' health, why? Why, do I want it? I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know, really. It just came up. It's one of those things that kept coming up. I had so many mums, and it's probably you guys listening, so many mums used to come up at talks, at movies, mm. saying, like, please do something on kids' health. Mm. Please write a book for kids, Or blah, blah, blah. So anyway, when Bodhi came into the world, my nephew, which you guys would have seen in the Gut movie and, and all that, maybe all over Instagram, um, when he came into the world, it's kind of like, oh, you know, <laughs> You see what parents go through. Yeah, you yeah. see how decisions they make are then sort of judged and, and or, or
1: the dis- Scrutinize. yeah,
0: scrutinized. Yes, yeah. scrutinized in a massive really way. It is massively.
1: Um,
0: so I just thought, you know, look at the healthy upbringing that he gets to get. Mm. He gets to have an experience, and the huge life-long benefits mm. that he will experience from that. Mm. I think every kid deserves that,
1: surely. Well, when you look at it and you think about. <sighs> the rise of, when I say rise of, not, not in a good way, mm. the rise of ill health linked to so many factors of modern day living. Yeah. You know, it's indisputable that physical illness has such an effect on the mind and vice versa, they feed yeah. off each other. And, you know, I'm sure that anyone listening to this, watching this right now has been touched by, you know, mental health problems in mm. their family or extended family. My nephew, his best friend recently this year, committed suicide. Mm. And it's so tragic to see one incidence, one effect have such a, a lasting impact on so many people's lives mm. and so much confusion. And I wouldn't say doubt, but just mismatched understandings of and treatment for. It's kind of like these yeah. parents, one of the conversations I've had, it's like they, they feel helpless either after the fact or before in the sense that support and awareness is not as good as it could be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean, how do you, it's like 13 reasons why that whole yeah, thing about how yeah. much you actually know about what your children are going through, so particularly true. when they go to high school. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the best things, I think, as Jordan Peterson said, um, the best thing you can do is, is enable your kids to deal with problems. Mm-hmm. because the problems aren't going to go away. It's to toughen your kids up as do much as resilience. possible. And I think you do that emotionally and spiritually, but you also do that nutritionally. Mm-hmm. Because we know that when the body is fortified with an adequate amount of nutrition and a balanced microbiome and low inflammatory levels, um, then our, the mental space is better. So I guess that's where I'm coming from in this. And it's I'm also coming at it from a different way and sort of saying... <clears throat> hey, let's try and empower the kids a little bit mm-hmm. and give them a story which helps them sort of connect the dots a little bit and give them a tangible character to look after every yeah. time they eat, like Mandy. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah I love it, I love Mandy. it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That's where it was all born. It's like, okay, well, how are we going to release the book? How are we going to, like, add value and release the book this time?
1: Have you done teasers on the artwork yet or anything? Uh, a tiny bit, <laughs> yeah. Been you guys, so it you're for in for a, right? a treat. You're in for a treat. The thing I love about that as cute. well is that you know, a book like that or any book that's educational from the creative space, it really mm. opens up the mind yeah. for anyone, parents and kids alike, to, to go on that learning journey. And I think, I think it's awesome. I want to turn it into a film. That When's it being released?
0: Release? Uh, next week.
1: Is it? Yeah. Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like the, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was double, so it's the doco and the book. Yeah, same time. So That's sort of
0: we're weaving wow. the two together.
1: Do yeah. I get an autobi- uh, autographed copy? You
0: can have an autographed copy.
1: Do you have to pay for it? Yes,
0: 70, to $70 for you.
1: <laughs> such a good guy. I say this every week, such a good guy.
0: What have you, what have you been up to lately?
1: Uh, mate, you asked
0: me you this question. You have. us.
1: I have. I, um, I've been exploring east, back east. Ooh, um, sounds rich. For, for those of you who, who know Kale, you'll know that he very much loves uh, northern beaches. He loves a quiet lifestyle. He loves... Yes. Simplicity and ease, and uh, him in traffic. Even today, coming back from <laughs> <laughs> Whale Beach, which is how many kilometers? Three kilometers? Maybe.
0: Yeah. Something
1: like that. <laughs> we um, he knows all the he knows all the shortcuts. Put it that way. It's annoying. It's it is. Not, it's Look, one of
0: those situations where I, I still have not progressed emotionally.
1: No, I think growing up in Adelaide, we had the yeah, luxury where you, we is. we really did not have. Maybe it's worse now, but when we were growing up, it was not bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't amazing either. True. It took me 45 minutes the other day to get from Bondi, North Bondi, to Bondi Junction,
0: which wow.
1: is, I don't know the exact distance. It's not far. Like, normally takes me five minutes to drive. It took me 45 minutes when we had the downpour. Oh, the, the rain. So everyone sort of weather. stops in the rain. It's just like, I don't flicks. know why, but cars and people <laughs> and weather and... Are all annoying. <laughs> I live in the northern beaches. You don't have to put up with it. Uh, yeah. So you're back east. You're back east. Um, yeah, back east, but north today. Catching up with you. It's
0: been a good day. It's been a great day. So hot though. So nice. Too hot.
1: Come down. Went down to Whale Beach Cafe. Is yeah. that the really cool? No, Whale Beach Deli. Yeah, the boathouse essentially. All day breakfast. The other boat houses, they cut off their um breakfast yes. like, like at one o'clock or something.
0: Eleven. It's eleven. Yeah. <sighs> It's annoying, eh? If you're fasting. Uh, <laughs> doing some fasting guys, come on.
1: I was so excited when we rocked up. I saw on the board, it said, it didn't say all day breakfast, it said whatever the open time is till 3 p.m. I was just like-
0: Yeah, it's like all day menu, oh, seven yeah, till three.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, Amazing. Good too So good. God,
0: Andrew, the owner,
1: is mm. the nicest guy. Coolest car as well. Like yeah, I remember 1970s- yeah, yeah. ish So cool. Such a so good cool. guy,
0: yeah. I love what they've done there. Yeah. How good is going
1: out for food? It's good, it can get expensive. Yeah,
0: but it's worth
1: it. It's an investment. I The way I look at it is, and I have to thank one of my ex's parents for this. He had a really interesting perspective on life and that was you're always making investments with your time, with your money, yes. your resources, mm-hmm. your energy, et cetera. And he had this whole concept of lifestyle investment. And I grew up in very much the opposite. Not to say my parents haven't lived, They've, we've traveled well, we've done you know, amazing things. Mm-hmm. But he had this real, paradigm around investing in your lifestyle as much as you would invest in a house as much as you would invest in your education or whatever it is I like this guy it's it's good it's um it it really opened my mind up to the to a place of permission to say you know what i can invest in rather than scrounge around and save Mm. by not going out for that coffee because you miss out on the experience life is all about experiences
0: 100 i someone who else who eats out a lot is Mm. damien Oh, yeah, Dr. Dr. Damo. Yeah, Damo yeah, yeah. Dr. Dr. Damon Kissel. He eats out at least once, twice a day sometimes. I really? Yeah, yeah. I, I think. I'm pretty sure. At least once, especially during the week. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah. Not
1: sure.
0: <clears throat> but um, it's sort of. I, when did it happen? It happened when I came to Sydney because there are so many different spots. Mm-hmm. So I've got Ruff and Bear, Anthony's oh. Cafe, which is amazing. You've got the boathouse after surfing. Like, mm-hmm. it's the best thing ever to go for a surf in the morning and then come in. And just sit. Yeah. And just sit and like slow down and get a coffee or get a turmeric latte. Um or have the <coughs> trout plate. The trout plate there is just Trout plate's top. amazing, although This is almost like an advert for the bar I know. House.
1: Brought to you by. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're doing well enough, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think
1: so as well. <laughs> um, it's true though, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, ah, like I went out for breakfast yesterday. Can I should I? Should I? I hate those shoulda couders, but yeah, yeah. um, the way I look at it as well as I do a lot of work from home. So when I'm at a cafe, I'm like, well, I'm not paying rent or I'm not driving yeah. to an yeah. office. So I do need an outlet. I think it's important if you're working, if you're creative, if you're working on the go mm. or at home, you know, it can, it can be tough. Yeah, We've talked about this, like the whole creative lifestyle where it all comes back to you. Like you're driving every aspect of the business. You might be outsourcing things, but you are responsible. Like you don't and you can't afford sick days.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know.
1: So when we're sick, not that we're screwed, but we, we have to, we don't have the choice. When you're running a business, I'm sure anyone listening to this will know that if they've got any level of responsibility like that. You don't take days off. You do thing. You My don't. brother's the
0: same. He's a builder, owns a successful building company, does not take days off.
1: Mm.
0: Always on the phone, always organizing shit. Even like me, just before you got here this morning, like working for an hour and a half, you know, like mm. setting up tomorrow, which is a massive shoot day. And like last week was disgusting disgustingly busy like 14 hour days and mostly computer bound which is like my worst case scenario
1: Mm. he told me he told me you surfed what twice
0: i surfed twice (laughs) last week that's (laughs) sickeningly
1: low if you're that's almost the pv in the negative view
0: it is what is it's like a a personal worst it's a pw (laughs) Ah, pw PW.
1: i think that means prisoner of war that's pow A pow I may as well have been (laughs) chained to the camera (laughs) and the laptop comparable
0: I think (laughs) editing for 14 hours and being in a concentration
1: camp but the flip side of being creative the flip side of running your own business Mm. or even if you've got a side hustle is that you do you have the responsibility of the commitment to it but you also have the opportunity for flexibility Mm. like you know you and I do have flexibility over but we do put in the time elsewhere Yeah. I.e. on a Sunday you're working or I'll work sometimes till nine or 10 o'clock at night if I've had a busy morning or if I've gone sauna, gym, swim, surf or something. You don't start till 12. Well, you know, a bit sporadic.
0: It's good. It's It's
1: a great lifestyle. I I think, and I love the rise of as much as social media and the internet has opened up a can of worms for every age bracket, I think, in terms of focus and presence and stuff like Mm. that. It has opened up a plethora of opportunities and a platform for people to explore their passions and to turn YouTube videos yeah. like yours. What's yours? The, um, Dude,
0: we're going nuts.
1: What's it called again? How to Rip. How to Rip. <laughs> Check people, it out. They might know this. Okay. Well, tell them about it. I think this is fascinating to me because you guys put up a Mm. like a comical it wasn't ever really serious well, no. right? well it, what, it was serious like the well, content kinda... was relatively serious okay okay, okay. Yeah, easy, I thought it was more like comical. easy easy Jay <laughs>
0: this is serious shit this is surfing <laughs> so basically I'd finished at channel 10 yeah I had read the 4 hour work week by Tim Ferriss and Good he's book. all about like Great yo whatever you're an expert in turn it into a business I love it so I was like sweet well I've got this health thing but like let's do a let's do a surfing thing <laughs> so I was in Bali no 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 no. no. I was in Nepal And I messaged my friend Ryan and was like, yo, let's do this business together. (laughs) So I had all these like TV skills and you know, whatever filmmaking skills from being at Channel 10. So I wrote this whole script about (laughs) how how, to rip, how to surf, basically. Like ripping and surfing is like surfing well. So, how to rip, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we turned into this thing and we used Tim Ferriss's like four hour chef learning principles. Uh huh. So we broke down the fundamentals basically and put it into this 25 minute clip and then we turned it into a DVD and the original idea was like to sell the DVD to someone and then we had, I won't say the name, Should I say the name? I won't say the name. We had this big company, big shop who you would all know, um, who used to sell surfboards, foam boards, and they were thinking about buying a DVD for every board they sold. No way. Yeah. So we had like a hundred thousand dollar deal. How did you line that up? I don't know. We knew someone who knew someone who ended up showing it to them, and they were like, "So they (laughs)
1: they saw the DVD before you sold the concept."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They loved it. So, um, we had this huge deal going and I was like, oh my God, I'm 21, I'm getting hundred grand, I'm retiring. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna move to Northern Beaches and surf every day. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and the deal fell through because their board uh, supplier stopped giving them boards because they didn't want to deal with no. them anymore. And we were yeah. like, no, so we hit rock bottom. We're like, no, we're not gonna make any money. <laughs> and then we were like, oh, stop it. We'll upload it to YouTube. Yeah. So I uploaded it to YouTube and then that was that. Went away, did our own thing for ages. Like I was in Bali doing some stuff.
1: So you weren't tracking any metrics. You'd literally thrown it up. it up there just for fun. Threw it up on
0: YouTube. Yeah. Did not touch it. Mm. And didn't even monetize it. Stupidly. And then Ryan calls me like four months later. He goes, look on YouTube. <laughs> look on YouTube. He sends me a link and I found our video on YouTube. 150,000 views. Wow. Um, and we're like, whoa, this is huge. Blah, 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 blah. So you monetize the video.
1: What does that mean for people watching? They made it have So like no you,
0: idea. You get money from YouTube. This is how YouTubers earn money and vloggers earn money. They like get money from ads rolling before, during, Which is so or over the top of the videos. Which is so Yeah, but if you want to support a creator, the best thing you can do is actually let the ad play out.
1: Right, so not, not hit skip. Not hit skip. I hit skip all the time. Yeah, so
0: do I. But if I like the creator and I'm not in a rush, I'll just let it play out to okay. support them. Good, yeah. good to know. Um, so anyway, that's how we were getting money. So we started getting a little bit of money, like 100 bucks a month, blah, 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 blah. Not uh-huh. much. And then... Um, so we ended up with like 8,000 subscribers after one video, which is pretty huge for YouTube. Wow. And um, we had all these comments. So like, okay, look, let's put up a few more videos. Um...
1: <laughs> Brought to you by Mojo. <laughs> I'm
0: just going to put some audio spikes in there to cut it out. Um, I just burped. Okay, cool. No, we... We started uploading more videos, right? We started uploading more videos. And eventually that original video is now sitting at 2 million views.
1: Amazing.
0: (laughs) We've got 20,000 subscribers. Um, And we're uploading content quite regularly. And now we're about to get like a thousand bucks. Amazing. A thousand bucks a month. Amazing. Just for like, it's a very passive income. But that, by the way, I I won't let you guys get away without doing a little plug here. Everything that we did to achieve that is in my media course, my online media mastery course.
1: Awesome.
0: Which you can check out from the website. So I teach you how to shoot stuff and create stuff based off your own expertise. But that's what we did. Mm. So yeah, no, long story short. um, The social media space has opened up a huge... Mm -hmm. Opportunity for people to the the barriers to you engaging directly with your consumers Correct. have been broken down, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. But it's also kind of weird. I mean, you're from Bondi, you know, you know what it's like. The,
1: I'm from Adelaide. Yeah, but you're in Bondi quite a la- lot.
0: The um, what do I call yeah. them? The entrepreneur. What are they called? Again?
1: I my, I don't know. Yuppies.
0: Ah, uh, entrepreneur influencers. Oh my god. Entrepreneur influencers. You know, all those girls who are like models and they do all this in their little bikinis and they're on their thing. It's like entrepreneur. It's like, really? (laughs) 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 Probably not. (laughs) Do you know what
1: though? To their credit, and I know of a couple, they're doing well. Like a a few girls that I know, they've started their own bikini labels. Yeah. Yeah. They're plugging that. They're very systematic about it. And I'm, I'm not sure, and this is what I'm always intrigued about, is how much of that front is purposed you know, like presenting a brand or an image as being a certain way, mm. entrepreneur or whatever it might be. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I hear there's a lot of wannabes. And I think the difference between wannabes and people who actually make something of something is that you're not afraid to try. You're not afraid to get up there and post 100 videos. Yeah. Because yeah. you never know what that video might have not gone gangbusters. I know.
0: And it was our first video, which is super Unheard rare. of. Yeah.
1: And especially today, like, because the algorithms have changed. Yeah advertising, YouTube, everything. The platform's getting harder. So
0: hard to break in now, yeah.
1: But I think as well for anyone who wants to get creative.
0: 100%. I mean, that's the thing, that those platforms all prioritise engaging content which keep people on there the longest. Yeah. So like anything you're doing to do that. But no, I agree. Like you'd never take it away from someone who's making a million dollars off Instagram just by posting photos of their boobs or whatever. (laughs) But at the same time, I feel like that sort of platform, you could change the world.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know,
0: like use it in a positive way. I would love to have a million people follow me just for that reason.
1: It's it's irony, isn't it? Because the word influencer, in my mind, I think you're influencing for good. Not saying these girls who are promoting... Beauty products and whatever aren't. Yeah. There's a great guy by the name of Prince something or other. Can I find him?
0: Yeah, Prince EA. Prince amazing. EA or whatever. Yeah, really amazing. good content.
1: Love it. He's got the most amazing content. Mm-hmm. There's this one video he does where it basically says his whole whole speech is you're an influencer. Yes, I've heard that one. If you're not influencing for good, what are you influencing? It's, yeah. it's, it's powerful. I wish all the entrepreneur influencers in London <laughs> would listen to that one. Let's um, let's plug it. Let's he's get it good.
0: Him. He, I really like that guy. There's another guy who I'm really hoping to work with on the next film, um, Jason Silver. Oh yeah. So he's big in philosophy, and he's probably someone that I would even more align with. Um, but his philosophical ramblings, mm. essentially online, filled, uh, tied in with beautiful imagery.
1: Yeah.
0: It got, it got him onto Nat Geo, and he was the host of Brain Games for really? ages. Yeah. Wow. And now he's this huge brand. I feel
1: like by and large, people have become disdained towards the prettiness of Instagram and yeah. social media, which is cool people because I real. think people want real. Yeah. People want to see and engage with content mm. that is not just the memes that are flying through and wish it well and do this and that's all great, but they want real. They want something that's tangible. That's got to be of meat to it.
0: Yeah. But then also it's like, how much of your life do you put up? True. So So I'm, I know it was something that I struggle with is actually sharing. Really, like, it's almost like it's cultivated. It's mm-hmm. quite cultivated because you want to reserve like a part of you for you. Yeah. You know, you don't want everyone to know exactly who you are.
1: True. Do you? I don't know. I'm not sure.
0: I don't know what the the guidelines are there.
1: Well, I, I guess it depends what your end outcome is mm-hmm. and how much of you you're willing to give to that yeah you know you think of someone like oprah
0: yeah spice.
1: I, I wonder from her point of view how much of her she's put into her brand mm-hmm. and how much she's reserved because i'm sure there's parts of her that we would know nothing about yeah probably heaps of them she was one of my idols growing up really which sounds pretty <laughs> pretty unique growing up and she's, I'm a, she's talking, a pretty
0: impressive woman
1: like when i was 14 years old i've got older sisters they would watch it yeah. i would pick up things I wrote a letter to her when I was going to Chicago. Wow. Did she read it? No. Oh. I was so disappointed. I was like, shattered Because I was going with my sister. <laughs> I was turning 15. What did you say? I was turning 15. <laughs> my birthday was in January. We were going over maybe December, January. I can't remember. And they have a, a cutoff or a, a starting age limit of 16. For, for what? For it to be a, um, uh, a member of her audience. Oh. And I so desperately wanted to go. So I wrote her this letter, and this like I was like, protest. Not a protest, more so a plea. (laughs) (laughs) A plea. And then I had a caveat to that. I said, look, if you can't fulfill my request, can you put me in touch with a girl by (laughs) the name of Larissa Olynyk, who was the star of a kids' program called (laughs) The Secret (laughs) World of Alex (laughs) Mack? You didn't. I did. I was like, I had visions in my mind. I was like, I'm either gonna go as a member of the audience. or she's gonna bring me on stage and introduce me to Larissa Olinick.
0: Oh, that is so funny.
1: <laughs> Neither happened.
0: <laughs> how do you how do you approach like big people now? If you had to write a letter to Oprah now, you needed something from her, how would you do it differently?
1: How I would do it differently. Because is... this by
0: the way, this is I deal with this in terms of people approaching me and mm. I deal with this of approaching way bigger people than me. So I, I see both of it.
1: I think where society has gone wrong and is changing to mm. some degree is we're very much a get yeah. society. What can I get? And it's not even a conscious thing always. It's, I think it's built into our unconscious of we're all trying to get ahead. Yeah, We're all trying to get to a place, driving somewhere, whatever it might be. And for me, the way I've approached and the way that I would if I was hypothetically reaching out to <laughs> Oprah um, is I would, Try to get their attention in the way of how can I serve you? How can I give something to you? Which means I've got to get creative in my mind to mm-hmm. think, okay, what might be something that is not a lure, not a bait, because I'm not doing it to get anything from it. But mm-hmm. how, how can I generally step into a space where I could give something to Cal Brock, for example, if I wanted to get his attention? He loves to surf. I'd probably send you like, I'd find out your favorite bloody kombucha or... <laughs> surfing wax or whatever and i'd probably buy your box and say dude love your work don't want anything back just want to say keep going yeah it's smart and i wouldn't and i would generally do it in, not in a marketing sense to try and get you to respond back i would generally do it from a point of view i just want to say thank you because i really respect you mm. in your space it's like the bigger the people get the less
0: stuff they're missing the less holes there are for you to actually potentially feel. Yeah. So it's like someone like Oprah, it's like, what are you going to do? You're not going to be like, hey, I'll do your social media. Here's a box of oranges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's like, um, I own an orange <laughs> orchard. <laughs> orange grove. <laughs> yeah, so no, it is interesting that the people who I find take most irk, irksome, <clears throat> the people who I find most irksome are the people who email me and go, hey, I've got this idea. Can you give me a call? Here's my number. Yeah. Hate it.
1: I had somebody this week, a person I met in my travels. Um, She's in the health space and she'd sent me this prelude saying, hey, hope you're well, doing well, doing well. Doing well. She goes, by the way, you're in the health space and you've got this following and blah, blah, blah. Can you please promote my new I won't say what it is, and do this for me, do this for me. I'd really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. And I didn't even respond, and I know that I probably should have said something, but I was just like, uh, like I haven't seen you for almost mm. a year. Number one. Yeah. And it just felt so artificial, so contrived that I felt used. Yeah. Before before yeah. the fact that even yeah. happened, you know. Well,
0: it's weird. It's like, I mean, it's like we when we do the gut summit and all these different things, mm. like never do we force the speakers or whatever to send out things to their audience or whatever we always just say hey if you want to share it we'd really appreciate it yeah if not whatever we don't care um the whole thing with like people want to get you on the phone (laughs) like there's no barriers that's Mm. what i that that in their mind there's like no barrier between
1: which is funny because i feel like 90 percent of people probably higher would love to give the yeah. people that you've met, the influencers. Yeah, totally. I, th- I feel like you only get to a certain level of life by giving, not by getting.
0: Well, yeah, like almost any level, you kind of have to give enough
1: service to Of be your able time, to reach your energy, level. you're yeah. putting value out to the marketplace. Mm. In a relationship, you're giving. Yeah. And you don't give to get, you give because you love that person and you want to you know, be that person for that other person. And mm. it's interesting, isn't it? And yet, we're in a society where people are grabbing and trying to get for themselves
0: grasping grasping. what have
1: you done that
0: you wish you didn't in that space have you ever had made like a business decision or asked somebody something where you're like just fully
1: regret it i no no i never have i've reached out to a number of influential people i'm trying to think back you've really tested my memory now i'm I'm Mm. thinking back i used to when we ran and had a gym in adelaide um i used to reach out to a lot of key individuals there Mm. and in australia and i would send them a personal letter and i would send it via their workplace and i would kind of get past the barriers that would be in place and um i always offered something and i always i don't know i can't i can't think of any time where i've regretted any approach you
0: yeah. Really? <laughs> I remember when, like, so, uh, when I was in school, I used to play footy and, and was quite um, successful in my football career. Um, but obviously... To, must be the big feet. Must be the big feet. Wide feet. feet but wide I started feet. using the big feet for surfing instead. <laughs> and um, so I knew all the AFL footy players. Uh-huh. So I used to like... <laughs> when I started getting into health and we like, built the online store and stuff, I'd be like, hey we've got these like new protein powders you can try out. And then I remember like being real low key at the time, like r- real small, um, small deal. And they were like, yes, yeah, we will try them. on." like, yeah, 30 bucks.
1: No, <laughs> I
0: remember doing that like once. And I remember going, oh yeah, I should, probably shouldn't have done that.
1: <laughs> so let me ask you again, my uh, autographed copy, how much? Uh, it's 70. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you. No, so please I'll pay you don't. In kombucha.
0: No, someone, posted the other day i can't remember who it was on their facebook about books and they said and i actually found a little bit harsh um they were sort of saying like all my friends expect a copy of my book really yeah but i'm not giving it to them if you want to support me you can buy it like it was a little bit rough and i I sort of took a step back and was like oh i
1: was like i always give friends books because i'm
0: like yo, this might change their life
1: and you don't know like
0: and you don't know who they'll give it to. Who,
1: who they know, who they'll give yeah. it to, who they'll spruik it to. Yeah. And friends and family are probably the ones that are going to do that most. Yeah. Or people that know you, know your work, love it. They're going to be like, man, check this book out. It's amazing. Lovely.
0: Yeah, no, it's a little bit strange that people sort of do that. Um, but, you know, it's all, it's all like you said, it's all a give-take thing,
1: isn't it? Mm. So tell us, what can parents or people in general do in regards to, coming back to our original opening topic, mm. children's health? yeah what what are some really and i don't know the the focus of the doco in particular you'll see next wait. sunday next sunday December seminar 7 p.m 7 p.m can you remind me can you send me a <laughs> I can. because i'll forget i'm gonna post I'll it on instagram forget. i'm gonna go no no no. you gotta send me easy. a direct message jay turn on your instagram
0: hey the if you're not Facebook, youtube if you don't care about it enough to put it in your phone jay <laughs> <laughs> so I'm while jay late. puts a little <laughs> calendar it, no. But
1: Seriously, what, what are some, like from your perspective, and you obviously investigated a lot into this spectrum uh, and asked a lot of questions. Like what are some takeaways or some prelude takeaways that can get us going in our own thoughts? Because it is a serious thing where yeah. I've got nieces and nephews. I see them growing up in a society that's changed so much, even yeah. in the years from when you and I were teenagers growing up.
0: Yeah, I can't really remember. I can only remember like token overweight kids. Yeah, And now it's one in four now. Wow. One in four? And autism, one in 63?
1: Compared to when?
0: What well, was one in a thousand? When? At the turn of the last century. I think it was 1901 or whatever. Wait, so we're going right? from
1: one in a thousand to yeah. one in 63. So if you
0: talk about increased diagnosis, which a lot of people do, mm. you could maybe account for like another, what, 50, 70% of that. But as I spoke with Dr. Natasha Campbell-McBride about this, and she's like, well, where are all the autistic 30-year-olds? Yeah, true. She's like, if 30 years ago we weren't diagnosing it, where are they? Wow. Good perspective. Huge. But I was like, "Might drop. Yeah. Holy shit. Where where are they? So what is going on there? Anyway, we don't go into that in the... um, in Good the, the stocker but Good it's topic. huge and I'd, I'd recommend Dr. Natasha for that. But yes, I think one of the biggest things and I was speaking with Emma about this because Emma, my girlfriend, did her dietetics um, honours on, it was on a study on like barriers to getting families involved with health or whatever. Mm. And she, they found that it was much more effective. They were able to create much more effective change when the whole family was engaged on the topic as opposed to just engaging the kids or just engaging the parents. Really? So that's really, I think, what I'm starting to realise is that it needs to be a family thing. Kids mimic, you know, they imitate. Mm-hmm. That's how they learn. So parents have to be on board with getting their kids to, to eat healthy. You can't be sinking four beers on a Friday and then telling your kid that it's not allowed to have soft drink.
1: What's, what is it, 7% of communication is words? Yeah, 7%. 7%, which means 93% yeah. of what we're communicating to our kids and me as an uncle to my nieces and nephews mm. is not in words. Yeah. And it's hard because I think <laughs> you think you look at adults which by the age of 35 roughly in terms of the automation of routines, habits, thoughts, perspectives mm. very much set in concrete and hard to change. Not impossible, but hard to change once you become an adult, adult past 35. You know, if we're going in and saying kids do this, don't do that. And yet they come in and seeing us on the screens, mm. which is confronting. Yeah. Confronting day. with this little app thing now that tells you how long you're on your phone. How long were you? I was at hour five last week, yeah. Yeah, yeah, per I day. Had, yeah, zero probably. Zero? No, I wasn't. You I leave my screen yeah. open because I'm listening to YouTube.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Excuses. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's another thing. Excuses. While you're making one. Um, <laughs> Uh, there is a lot of people people are pointing the finger at the Australian government for Mm -hmm. our kids health issues I think they have a part to play and they're not playing it that well Mm. but at the same time it it ultimately comes down to us we need to take responsibility for our health and our family's health because change never comes from the top down it comes from the ground up Mm -hmm. and our health um, um, our health system is not set up to Uh, prevent disease it's set up to treat disease Mm -hmm. okay and that's just the way things are um and maybe that'll change we hope it'll change with discussions like this um but it's going to take a while greg hunt for instance if you're listening greg um he's the federal minister of health Refused to get back to us. Really? I called his media team about four times trying to discuss the issue. Let's... Not on his agenda because you know what? He's interested in pharmacology mm. and, and treatment of disease. He's probably got media. He, you know, he's embedded in a, a pharmaceutical approach. Yeah. And those ties between industry and government are so intimate and blurred mm. that there's no incentive for people to get healthy now. It's true. Besides our own motivations. And It's costly.
1: In terms yeah. of, not, not just money, in terms of knowledge and headspace and time and energy, like it takes yeah. and costs time and money to actually make a change. doesn't matter if you're talking at a government level or at a personal family level, it's not hard. That's mm. the thing though. I think it's just a headset sh- head change that needs to take place, like you said, from the ground roots up, where if as a family you can make changes together, small things, the biggest thing I yeah. see is people underestimating... The power of small wins. Totally. Small changes. Small
0: changes. It is
1: huge. 1% is every single day. Remember this. Small hinges swing big doors.
0: Oh, you're so wise.
1: I'm old. You are. (laughs) (laughs) You are. (laughs) Love it. No, but it's seriously, small hinges swing big doors. And when we're faced with a problem, whether it's obesity or Mm. something like that, if we're talking health, you know, we tend to focus on the problem from a curative point of view. If we looked at the frame, the door frame, we looked at the hinges of, what are the 1% incremental changes we can make? Because that grows confidence in our ability, it Mm -hmm. empowers us, right? And we over underestimate what it is, the impact that it can have on our lives if we just take a small step and it feels so good and it develops momentum, something I call confidence momentum, where as you develop confidence through taking action kicking wins having wins whatever it might be you start to develop momentum that builds confidence in your ability to step out and go well if we did this let's try this mm. let's do that you know and it really is something where it, it catches on like wildfire you've got to be persistent though because it takes time love it
0: that's a good good uh, little spiel to finish off on
1: we're, we're running out of time aren't we
0: we are we're going to finish guys thanks for tuning in if you want to stay up to date with Jay or myself follow us on Instagram at Jay Gearing he's back i back or uh, at Cals Broccoli down below. Remember this episode, oh, yes, on the child health crisis, um, next Sunday, December 9th, 7 p.m. It's going to be premiering on my YouTube channel at Cals Broccoli, youtube.com forward slash Cals Broccoli, or just Google it. Putting it in my phone. Thank you. About time. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see
1: you you next time. Ciao.